All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz. Happy Monday to those of you that might be live streaming with us. It's good to have you here today. Um, as usual, if you are live streaming with us, don't be shy. Comment, ask questions, join the conversation. It's certainly one of the benefits of this live stream is that you can take advantage of the opportunity to interact with myself and certainly our guest who I'm going to introduce here in just a second. Um, if you've got any questions about the podcast or the podcast schedule, you can follow us on Instagram at Boca Podcast, B-O-K-E-H Podcast, and uh, keep up with the, the latest schedule there. And on that note, I actually want to go ahead and reintroduce, actually, not a brand new guest, a returning guest on the Boca Podcast. Kelsey Christine is here with me. Kelsey, thank you for coming back to the show. It's a privilege. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Nathan. I am so excited. It's been too long. It has been a long time, um, and I'm trying to think. I, you know, I should have looked this up before we get started. What episode did we do together? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even remember. It was years ago. It was uh, Britt and I, my old counterpart. Um, yeah. I have since since taken over Launcher Daydream, um, so I'm excited to kind of have a fresh start here. You're my first podcast uh, with this kind of new lens of Launcher Daydream, so I'm excited to talk about it. Which, by the way, I, I was thinking even as I was getting ready for our show today, that brand name is is so, so good. And maybe we can talk a little bit about it, too, as we talk about brand position here in just a second. I'm actually going to do a quick search right here and see if I can't find what episode so we can tell everybody. Uh, sure. In, it was episode 220. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because this is... Well, we're coming up on 630, 640, something like that. So the last oh, time wow. that we hung out on the Boca podcast was February 11th, 2019 is when we published that show. Wow. Uh, episode 220. So for anybody who didn't get to hear that show, that that first episode uh, with Kelsey, make sure that you look it up on all your favorite podcast players, episode 220, and um, you can kind of catch up a little bit. Kelsey, on that note, I, I want to, to just kind of give you an opportunity to reintroduce yourself to the audience here that are listening live and then those of course that are going to listen after the fact um give us like the 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 60 second spiel who's kelsey christine <laughs> okay cool um before i do that i would love to just acknowledge that the day that we are recording this live is actually uh, juneteenth which has finally become a federally recognized holiday but i just kind of wanted to acknowledge that because although we have chosen to work today it is an important day and mm. just wanted to acknowledge kind of our our history of our, our country and how it still actually affects people today. So um, just wanted to make that note here. Um, but that. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, a little bit about me. Uh, so Launch Your Daydream is a, uh, well, now we are doing show it template customization for photographers. I have really found a very specific niche over the years. Um, it's funny because I'm curious to know back in the first episode with Brit um, on here, we were probably in such a different place. So as most businesses do, we have transformed over the years. So now I specialize in customizing show it templates for photographers. And um, I'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. But yeah. yeah, and I'm based in Nashville. We're both uh, Tennessee out here. <laughs> I know, and it's it is kind of weird. Like we're only what a couple hours away from each other. We, I, it's been so long since I've done a live, like an in-person interview. Usually, I'm doing it remotely like this, but we are very mm -hmm. close by. Uh, I appreciate you coming back on the show, and and uh, again for those of you listening in, if you want a little bit more of an introduction, you can go back to episode 220. Um, before we come back to your brand position, because you're in the process of launching a new website as well, kind of a refresh of your brand. So we're going to touch on that. But there's an introductory question I've, I've been 
asking our guests just to kind of get the show started. This whole show, Boca Podcasts, uh, over the years has really been centered around enabling photographers to be able to create a business that's sustainable. And that sounds maybe a little stuffy a word. Really, it's just about flexibility and freedom as business owners, because I know from personal experience that we can have that. But I think a lot of times photographers get so caught up in the day-to-day -day busy work that it's easy to end up working 50, 60 hours a week and at nighttime and in the middle of the night and first thing in the morning and then you know not have the freedom, the flexibility to spend time with the important people in their life, uh, to be able to do things in their business that are gonna actually help grow their business, not just the busy work. So on that note, uh, I'm curious if there's a big idea that has enabled you to maintain some level of that flexibility over the years as a business owner, kind of a principle or an idea that's driven that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I actually have two. Um, and I will start by saying this is something that I'm still working on, too. I'm no expert on that. I think it's just kind of comes with it when you run a business. I mean, we're so passionate about what we do, so it's kind of natural for us to be thinking about it all the time, but um, but it is really important to find that balance. So two things. The first one, um, and everyone, Nathan did not pay me to say this, but <laughs> I actually, I was so inspired by um, your kind of like stuff that matters approach that you shared with Britt and I years ago, um, actually on our, we had like an educational Facebook group where you came in as a guest and uh, you shared that approach and it really resonated with me and still does to this day where um, the takeaway kind of action that we did was listing out every single task that you do in your business, get yeah. real nitty gritty with it. And then yeah. we went through and labeled what can be simplified, mm -hmm. what can be automated and what can be delegated or outsourced. And, um, and I still, you know, that still really resonates with me to this day. And I, um, ever since I started outsourcing things, especially that's been the big one for me. Um, it's been insanely helpful. And I know that a lot of times that requires money, which is scary, or maybe you're not always in the right um, place for that in your business. But it took me a little bit of a mindset shift there that it's not spending money, but rather investing in your business. Um, and if you do your research and find resources that you trust and professionals and, you know, whoever you're hiring, make sure it's someone that you trust and are comfortable with, then it really is an investment. So I understand like that was hard for me to start to do too. And there's still some areas that I haven't been able to let go of in my business, yeah. but, uh, but outsourcing has been really helpful. Um, so that's the first thing. And then the second one I would say is just kind of seems obvious, but time management techniques in general. Um, but from a personal standpoint, I actually earlier this year was officially diagnosed with ADHD and uh, it's been so eye opening. And I have like the the inattentive kind where it's it's harder for me to, to focus on things. I get distracted really easily. Um, so I've been working on tools that help me manage that better. And um, the one that really helps me from a day-to-day -day perspective is uh, utilizing time blocking when I'm working on mm. my schedule. Yeah. So I there's lots of different, you can use a normal calendar or whatever, but I like to use Trello actually mm. to map out each day. And then I put, um, time blocks. So I'll say like from this time to this time, I'm working on this and just really like holding yourself to that helps 
stick to that schedule. And I also have a handy dandy, like one of these, like the little Pomodoro timers where you can really be like, okay, so for 20 minutes, I'm doing this go. And so, uh, that kind of stuff has been helpful to me too, because when, when you're wearing all the hats, it's so easy to be distracted by another task or you see an email come in and you go work on that. So time management techniques are, you know, just really helpful. That's great. And, and you summed those principles, those ideas up so well. And, you know, the cool thing about time blocking, too, some people might be like, oh, that seems kind of micromanaging, rigid. like, like yeah. too rigid. Yeah. But actually, and in fact, like if you're going to put some level of structure in your day, having just basic time blocks that maybe they cover a span of a couple hours, even it it creates a little bit of structure, but you can function within that structure. So it's kind of best of both worlds. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because I'll actually sometimes even schedule not scheduled time like i'll be like okay for this chunk of time i get to do whatever i want but it's still on the schedule as time that i'm doing something specific (laughs) that's good and these principles by the way for anybody listening in again kelsey summed them up so beautifully if you imply both of these here and and yeah it takes maybe a little bit of time to do especially what you described earlier kelsey which is listing out everything that you do in a day it may seem tedious and it may even be actually kind of feel tedious while you're doing it but on the flip side of doing that work um, that level of awareness that you develop and then the effort to automate or to simplify to automate and then delegate as you said um, will just pay off in massive massive dividends so Again, incredible recommendations. By the way, for Thank those you. of you live streaming with us, don't be shy. Say hello. Sharonda saying hello from Dallas. Thanks, Sharonda, for saying hello and, and joining the, the conversation today. And don't be shy. Ask questions, comment along the way in your experience in this discussion. And Kelsey, on that note, I want to kind of transition to uh, the next question around brand position. And you are in the process of a kind of a refresh of your brand, and you're more than welcome to kind of comment on that. But I'm going to pull up your website here really quickly, and uh, we'll do this if I push the right buttons do the right things and I've got your Instagram actually first so we'll go ahead and mention that I've been popping it up on screen but launch your daydream just like it sounds no spaces on Instagram of course we'll link to that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com and then back to your site launchyourdaydream.com again just like it sounds and the brand position statement there at the top says strategy first show at websites for badass photographers who are breaking the mold and yet again, I hit the wrong button. You can tell. Okay, there we go. I have these little keyboard shortcuts set up. I have this cold control panel here in front of me. Every once in a while, wow. I hit the, the wrong keyboard shortcut. So I think we're good to go. But I, about that, that position statement, badass photographers are breaking the mold. What does that mean on like a very tangible level for those listening in, those that might be curious about your website design brand? Um, and how does that ultimately differentiate you from some of the other website designers out there? Great question. Um, So I would say, I mean, breaking the mold can mean so many things, especially when we're talking about a creative industry like photography. But um, for me personally, this rebrand has actually been a very personal journey. And um, so it, it aligns a lot with just kind of where I'm at in life. And I'm trying to connect with other people who are just really being true to themselves, I guess. Um, So I to I will hold back from all of my personal stuff, but I have um, kind of been on a self-discovery journey in the last few yeah. years, just really asking my asking myself like, who am I as a person deep down mm. without the without the like outside societal effects, like just me as a person, who am I? And 
as I'm learning that, I'm learning that I want to work with people who are asking themselves that question too and really tapping into what makes them unique. So um, I think part of it is just I've loved to start to see a lot of um, a lot of embracing diversity throughout photography as I started to work with more photographers who were kind of highlighting marginalized love and non-traditional families and underrepresented bodies like that's the kind of stuff that just felt real to me I was starting to get a little bit bored for lack of a better term with starting to just see a lot of the same stuff over and over so um seeing like people that are just showing real life um feels really good to me and so it's almost like this beautiful little chain reaction where it's like I am going through a personal self-discovery journey and I am trying to embrace my true self. So I want to work with photographers who are embracing their true selves in their business or maybe aren't, but they have a desire to and need some help doing that. And then in turn, they're also capturing and highlighting people, families, couples who are doing that themselves too. Like just everyone just showcasing a little bit of realness because there's a little bit too much filtering and following that I'm seeing out there. And so, again, this is just a personal standpoint, and it's how I've niched my brand a little bit further. Like I said, over the years, it's gone from like, I do brand and website design for creative entrepreneurs to now I'm like, show it templates for photographers who are doing a very specific thing. Like it's just getting more and more specific over the years, but that's, that's what feels really good and aligned. Right. So, so in a roundabout way, that's, that's kind of what I mean by photographers who are breaking the mold, just being themselves. Cool. And, and you mentioned show it a number of times and, and yes. been very straightforward about the fact that that's the platform you're using to uh, help photographers design and, and launch their website. So let's talk a little bit about show it huge fan, by the way, I'm, I've known Todd, Watson is their CEO uh, and owner for just years and years and years now. I have so much respect for Todd and the company that they've built and the team, the the level of customer service, incredible. Uh, But Mm -hmm. obviously there are many website solutions out there. And so I'm kind of curious to hear from you what has driven your decision to use, uh, well actually even before we talk about your decision to use them, what differentiates, show it, from some of the other options out there, especially for the photographers who are like, okay, I don't know where to start. Like there, are, I do a Google search and there's like 68,000 different <laughs> solutions. Why show it? What's the difference? Uh, okay. Love this question. Um, and I actually, I have a blog post that kind of encapsulates my top five reasons uh, that I love and prefer show it, especially for photographers. Um, I always say that show it's not for everyone. My, the, the way that I do it is not for everyone, but, um, the reasons that I love it um, really align with photographers and the types of projects that I do. So um, to answer your question, I would say the the big one for me is the creative freedom that it allows. Uh, and that's more so from the designer's perspective. But uh, when I work with other platforms, pretty much every other platform I've ever tried working with, it's typically a uh, block-based platform where you'll know if you've used maybe Squarespace or um, even like the WordPress Elementor plugin or um, one of the free ones like Wix or something, uh, there's usually blocks, right? Where you like drag and drop a widget or like a text block or a photo into a block. And um, so it's very restricting in that sense because you have to fit Mm. things within this very like rigid block structure. I love show it because it is truly drag and drop. You can truly 
drop anything anywhere you want to. It's allows for so much creative freedom and um, lots of interactivity and just you can just get so much more more creative and uh, have such more like unique designs through it. So um, of course, and, and that's without coding because yes, you can code pretty much anything anywhere, but who wants to learn how to code these days? We have tools, (laughs) we have tools like show it that allow you to get so creative without coding. So, um, yeah, from a designer standpoint, I love it because of the creative freedom it allows. Um, but then there's also just so many pluses like, um, Another big one is the mobile customization. So some people might see this and think that looks terrifying, Um, but they have, you design your mobile website completely separate from your desktop website. So when you use some of these other platforms, you might notice you design the website and then it just automatically is like, all right, here's what your mobile site looks like. And sometimes that's promoted as a positive thing because it saves you time and energy, right? But I think that's actually a negative thing because it doesn't allow you to customize it for mobile with mobile in mind. And these days it's so important because uh, Google is prioritizing mobile sites when we when they do SEO rankings. So you want to make sure that your mobile site is user friendly and it's not just kind of squished on there. Um, so the fact that they're completely separate and it allows for such great functionality on mobile is so, so important. I mean, think about how many websites you look at on your phone versus on your computer like it's it's really yeah. important so so that's a big one for me too um and you mentioned their um support team and that's one of the big ones for me as well that that really makes them stand out from other platforms because you get to actually chat with real life humans who are so friendly and like they're they're just actual people on the other end there yeah. and you get to know them over time if you you know if you use it a lot and it's just it feels really like warm and friendly and uh, it's not hard to get in contact with someone I've used other platforms where it feels like they're trying to avoid talking to you so um, so yeah I that can very much be the case it. but you're absolutely right it, show it and of course for anybody who's been in the industry for a while and maybe you've been to a conference or even show it united where you've met the the team from show it it's very much what you're describing Kelsey which is just that level of warmth and genuine friendliness and it's unfortunately in this day and age it's it's not very commonplace to meet a company that that prioritizes that level of service and that genuine sense of concern and kindness and they they are the epitome of that and so uh, again, major props to, to Todd and for him setting that environment, that tone in that company. And I know that he actively behind the scenes works on developing company culture internally, prioritizes that. And it naturally then shows in the level of service, too, that they're showing to the photography industry at large. So I mm-hmm. appreciate that summary. Sharonda said, as a web designer, I haven't had an opportunity to use show it. I only use Wix. I would love to get a photographer and try it out. And yeah, Sharonda, if you go and I'll, I'll share my, my screen again here. But if you go to just show it dot com or show it.co either one um, you can learn a little bit more about that show it brand and of course kelsey's going to share more here today as well jakevia says greetings and salutations boca community and kelsey thanks jakevia for chiming in saying hello previous podcast guests as well it's good to hear from you uh, let's actually I, I you've mentioned i think maybe just in passing the idea of templates and i know show it gives you they really and they've run on this kind of brand position for the longest time that kind of ultimate and customization photographers like to be able to control things and customize and make it their own and that is a that's probably the best platform out there just for that but then simultaneously 
they offer templates, at least as a starting place. And I know that you utilize that um, in your business as well. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the advantages, disadvantages of templates versus custom design and kind of your thought process, how you approach those? Yes, of course. Um, and yeah, I'd like to start by saying templates can get a bad rep sometimes. And I honestly think I was part of that back in the day when I only did custom design. I would really vouch for like custom being the the way to do it, you know, but I would now argue that there's a space out there for everything. And it really just depends on kind of where you're at in your business and what you're looking for and what you need, what's feasible for you. So, um, so yes, I specialize in templates now and, um, there's a lot of reasons I love them. And I would say, first of all, like you said, it's a starting point. Um, so a lot of people think if I'm using a template, my site has the potential to look just like someone else's site that used the same template. But once you add in your unique brand, your unique work created by a unique human, like the template then becomes unique as well. Template is a starting point. It's just a solid foundation. Um, it's a, a layout, a aesthetic direction, but then we customize it so much, especially with my service. Like there are, are some ways that you can just kind of plug your stuff in and call it a day, but I like to customize things a step further. So once my clients are done with me, I mean, it's completely been transformed. So um, so I, I started to love templates so much because that adding that step in gives us such a quicker turnaround time, which, spoiler alert, this is part of my new rebrand, but um, my service is now a website in a week. And this is coming down from, used to take four plus weeks. It could take months. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. But when we start with a template, it allows for a much quicker turnaround time. Um, it also allows for peace of mind. I think so many of my clients in the past have come to me saying, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about a new website. I don't know what to expect. But when you, they get to choose the template that they're starting with, they get to choose the ultimate like design direction we're taking with it. That gives you some peace of mind, right? Because you kind of have an idea of what it's going to look and feel like, and then we're just going to customize it from there. Um, and then personally for me, I also love that it has allowed me to collaborate with and highlight other designers, like people who would mm. technically sort of be my competition, I guess. Okay. I'm now collaborating with and being like, choose from these wonderful designers template shops and then I'll customize it for you. So mm. it's been a really cool like collaborative thing. And um, again, it might not be for everyone, but it's working really well for me and my clients. I really want to kind of park for a second on the website in a week concept, uh, because that's a really, really powerful, it could almost be its own brand position statement. It, if somebody landed on your site and they immediately saw that they could get a customized website done for their photography business in a week, I mean, you sold me. Like, I love the simplicity <laughs> of that. And, and we are kind of talking about how, to, how photographers can get a website launched as quickly as possible today. So this very much fits in. What can you just walk us briefly through what that process kind of looks like from start to finish to give our listeners some context? And forgive me, I will add one caveat here just so everybody knows we're talking about show it today. This isn't a sponsored episode. They didn't they're not paying us to talk about show it. This just happens to be the platform that Kelsey is using. But yeah, walk us through that what that process looks like that week long process, Kelsey, if you will. Yeah, of course. Um, so 
The way I do it is, of course, there's a little bit of homework up front that is not included in that week-long time frame. Um, but when a client books with me, we select their start date and we say, this is going to be your website week. Um, and so by that week, you have to have this homework finished. And what that means is gathering your portfolio images and uh, filling out a questionnaire for me. So I have a questionnaire that walks through the normal stuff, like the technical stuff, the design stuff, but also uh, dives into the client journey. Uh, so thinking a lot about stuff from the dream client's point of view. And this really helps us pull together um, some of the, the copy and the content that goes into the website. So once I have all of the images and all of the questionnaire answers, I'm ready to jump in on the website week. And so what I do is I really dedicate that week to one single client. So it's a little bit more of a one-on-one, -on -one really like exclusive sort of feeling because I'm not juggling you and a million other people. Mm. I'm just focused on you. So, um, so yeah, I, I dive right in with, with the template and the questionnaire. And um, I actually do, I, I don't like to... I'm not a copywriter, but I do actually create copy for my clients' websites based off of the uh, questionnaire content. And it really helps us. That's why I like to say my websites are strategy first, because I really want to put the strategy behind the content um, that's going to help speak directly to your dream clients. So I work on that. And then, I mean, it's just your typical from there where we're going back and forth. Um, I require my, my clients to be present throughout the week. We utilize Google Chat. So if I have quick questions, they can respond right to me. Um, and then I like to send these video walkthroughs where they can leave their feedback directly in the video. So a lot of these little tools I've gathered along the way um, help the process move along so quickly. And then, yeah, we're typically like working on connecting the domain by Thursday or Friday that week. And then wow. the website can be up and running in, and it's actually technically five days, not a full week. So yeah, that's <laughs> it's Monday awesome. to Friday. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. <laughs> When you talk about strategy, strategy first, can you break down a little bit about what that means? Because I know from personal experience, as in I've done this, where I'll put a website up without a clear strategy in place, not only maybe necessarily with the brand, or maybe I've thought through the brand, the brand position, and I'm pretty clear on that. But then when it comes to strategy, especially as it relates to the client journey, the way that they move through the site, uh, with a very clear intention on my part of what I what it is that I want them to do. What does that journey, what should that look like? And of course, attaching clear calls to actions through that process, making sure that I'm sharing the appropriate information, et cetera. What does that strategy process look like for you and, and the way that you're communicating with your client? Okay, great question. Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot of different, I would say, buckets of strategy. Um, so, I do want to talk about some of what you were bringing up with like the journey that we're guiding them through on the site, but there's also SEO. Um, so shout out to Britt, who I mentioned before, my old business partner. Um, I haven't let her go too far. She is now my in-house SEO expert. So yeah. um, every client will have SEO strategy uh, from her. And so that's big on that's helping you uh, with your where you're showing up on Google, how you're getting organic uh, search traffic. When people go search for something on the internet, how are you going to show up? So um, that's a really important strategy that needs to be part of your website as well. So that's something that we actually kind of do behind the scenes a little bit before the week of as well. Um, she kind of does that for me when you're working on your homework. And then I jump in and put the 
additional strategy on top of it, which is the kind of the content strategy. So that's a little bit more what you were talking about, where I'm really I, the questions that I've asked you in the questionnaire are very intentional and strategic, and it's helping me kind of work on that what that journey looks like for your potential clients on the website. So um, resonating with their pain points and presenting the direct solution, helping them feel seen and heard and understood and like, oh, this person really gets what I'm looking for. And then also helping communicate your value in a way that showcases what's unique about your service offering, what what is special about your service offering and and really communicating that value so that by the time the potential client interacts with the pricing on your website, they are they don't bat an eye. They're like, oh, of course, this makes sense because I totally understand the value of this now rather than just being like, here's my price. Um, so kind of taking them on that journey. And yeah, like you said, having there's intentional calls to action on every page. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about if you're on this specific page, where would we want them to go next? Making it easy for them to contact you. We don't want them to have to search for a contact form. So all that kind of stuff is the strategy that I like to highlight that I am helping with because I worry that people see template and they think, oh, I'm just plugging stuff into a template. Like, why don't I just do that myself? It's like, no, there's a lot of strategy that I'm putting into this too um, that makes it a lot more custom. That's good. And, and by the way, you shouted out Britt too, and I'll pull up her site really quick. SEO for photographers.com for anybody who's curious or is looking for a specialist in SEO, you can check that out. SEO for photographers.com. I, I was chatting with her briefly the other day via DM. I'm like, how in the world did you get that domain name? It's so, it's so awesome. The specificity and of course the clarity in the brand. So that was really, really cool. Sharonda actually chimed in from YouTube and, and she said, in your onboarding, do you use Asana or HoneyBook? Just Google only. I'm trying to simplify my process with my clients. Oh, I love that question. Um, I used Dubsado actually uh, for for that. Um, and I know a lot of people use use HoneyBook. Um, I, a lot of those are great tools. But yeah, Dubsado I've been using since... I think since we started Launcher Daydream, um, we were one of the OGs, I feel. And now it's it's grown so much since then. But it's an amazing uh, client management system. That's what I do my my invoicing through, lead management, contracts, all of that. And there's so much more you can do with Dubsado. I feel like I kind of use the basics, but mm. you can do like automations and workflows and stuff like that that mm. I haven't really gotten into. But but yeah, it's a great, great platform. Yeah, thanks for your questions, Sharonda. And anybody else who's live streaming, don't be shy, ask questions here. We have just a few minutes left. Um, before we talk a little bit about your process, how listeners can get in touch with you and, and get started with you if they're looking for somebody to help them put a website together, Will you share just a little bit about what photographers should be thinking through previous to that? Maybe I know you're going to kind of handhold them through that process, but maybe they'd be a step ahead if they are thinking through certain, whether it's the value proposition, like you were describing earlier, or other elements of what makes an effective website. Are there certain ideas, principles that they should be thinking through for themselves or establish for themselves before they come to you for a more, I guess, successful experience all around? Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think I I do help with a lot of the, the strategy when it comes to kind of getting in your client's shoes and stuff. But I would say, I would say the big thing for me is trying your best to niche down a little bit. If you're one of those photographers who, you know, is like, I do families and weddings and newborns and, and you know, just all of it. Um, my biggest advice is to try to narrow that down. And 
it's a process. Like I said, I wasn't very niche down when I first started. And over the years, I started to find what works for me over time. So I understand if you're just starting out, maybe you need to try things out to really figure out what is your sweet spot. But um, it's just a lot easier to resonate with your dream clients when you're clear on who that is. And if someone who's getting married goes to your website and they're seeing babies and high school seniors as well as weddings, it feels like, oh, well, they're not really catering to me. They do a lot of different stuff. So um, so the, the niching down process, it can be scary, but it's really, really helpful when it comes to your strategy. And if you come to me kind of having an idea of where your niche is, even if it's just like weddings, that's a lot easier for us to work with than like weddings and and families and babies. And with that being said, I have plenty of clients who's, who still do that and it's fine, but sure. it's it allows for so much better, like juicy, good strategy when we can get really specific with it, That's it. and then take it, take it a layer further. Like, okay, you're a wedding photographer, but what types of weddings? What types of clients? What, you know, like how I'm getting more specific now with like photographers who are breaking the mold, like that kind of thing. It's It helps you really, really, really get specific with speaking to them and then... I know it's scary to feel like, wait, but then I'm pushing away all of these other people. And it's like, kind of, yeah, but also that means you're welcoming in more of those people who are aligned with you that maybe before wouldn't have thought twice because you weren't speaking to them. So it's it's scary. I, I've been there. But um, yeah, niching down, I would say, is the first strategy step uh, that I would recommend before. And then when you come to me, I can help you get really specific with it and figure out how are we talking to that niche and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation, right? Like if you, if you choose the specific value prop that you're going to offer, uh, the example that I always give in, in conversations around brand position is black and white wedding photography for Chattanooga couples. If I was using my lo- my local market as an example, if you pick that, then you also know the market that you're talking to. Or if you're thinking about a particular market up front, then it enables you to more effectively decide on that very unique value proposition. Mm. Kind of goes hand in hand. But that specificity really does, you, you, you said it makes stra- strategizing a lot easier for sure. It also makes marketing a lot easier, especially if you're going to spend any money on advertising. If you've got three or four different genres that you're juggling and then you're trying to create some kind of specific recognition i mean this is where that this phrase brand position in part comes in like you want your brand to have a particular position in the mind of a potential client when they think about your brand they're like oh that's nathan he photographs black and white weddings i've never seen anything like it before he only shoots in black and white it's so cool i don't know if it's for me but you've got to check it out or that's exactly what i want because i want something unique but there's that position that you're able to more easily hold in the mind of a client or potential client if you are specific if you mm-hmm. don't get that specific, then the marketing process becomes a little bit more complicated. So I like that you that you highlight the importance of that. I think it's really great for all of our listeners to keep in mind. Maybe just here in closing and to reiterate here, Kelsey also didn't ask me to do this, but Kelsey, just uh, I, I love what you're doing here. And I'd love for you to just to share briefly how our listeners get started with your service if they're interested. Um, what does that process look like? Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
typically you can just reach out on my website, launchyourdaydream.com. Um, like we've talked about, I'm working on this rebrand that's launching next Monday, a week from today, but um, you can still access the current site and fill out the contact form there on, on the contact page. Um, and I've also started offering VIP days too for people who already have a website that they're happy with and love, but maybe need to make some updates or some changes. Uh, they've been really fun to just, we just like knock out a to-do list in one sitting and it's, it's, it's really fun. So, um, so yeah, I have the, the whole shebang of the show it template customization that we've been talking about website in a week. Um, but then I also do VIP days for smaller asks. Um, and yeah, you can find me on my website or Instagram at launcher daydream. Perfect. Yeah. And I've been popping this up throughout the show today, but once again, launchyourdaydream.com and then uh, launch your daydream again, just like it sounds all one word on Instagram. We'll link to both in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Kelsey, thank you so much for doing the show today. Thanks for sharing your, both thank your insight you. and of course what you're doing with your brand. We'll make sure to put all of the important kind of talking points and links in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Thanks once again. Thank you.